Hey there, folks. This is Tav and Alan, host of Comedy Above the Pub. It's Cappy to you and me. The pub is fake. The guests are real virtual. Or she's this way. Or real. Uh, first of all, I have uh, with me my producer uh, right down uh, right down there. Or maybe it's down there. Uh, Darcy Feinder, how are you? <laughs> hey, Todd. I'm good. Hey, how are you? Um, For me, you're not pointing anywhere near. No, me. but I think on our screen it will be. I think it'll be. I think that's where you are. Because I think... I think I think our guest all the way from LA is this way. I think. Am I looking at you? I think. Or How are you? Looking? No, what you, you, what you. I'll give you. you all the angles so that you can like yes. cut and paste where I should be looking. <laughs> yes. So it's so it's it's is like this is like the the this was the first pilot of Hollywood Squares. I think we need more squares. <laughs> I think I don't think three is going to cut it. Um, Aisha Alpha joins us. How are you? Fantastic! How are you? Yes. I'm so excited to, to talk because we have not been talking at all. I'm very excited for no. a future conversation that's about yes. to happen shortly. Yes. Well, this very is this excited. is the wonderful thing. So, first of all, uh, your album, all the parts, is out there. People can find it in the show notes. This is the direction I know for sure. You can just look <laughs> for it right there. Um, and uh, what do we talk about in this? We talk about first of all, life during the pandemic and COVID times. Uh, for someone moving, renovating, and having not one, but two offspring. <laughs> I am woman! <laughs> <laughs> um, we talk about the Winnipeg comedy scene. Yes, one of the best scenes out there. Mm-hmm. We talk about finally learning neighbors' names. Names, maybe not. Sort so of. About, you know, sort. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we talk about names. We talk about not yeah, knowing names about- and faces. <laughs> Right? <laughs> and online corporate shows. Is there? We answer that question. Um, Aisha, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is, this is You great. are the damn best. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, enjoy this show. That's all I have to say. Here's uh, Aisha. Here's Darcy. Here's me. And here's the music that starts the whole damn thing. How's Canada? How's Toronto? Are you guys both oh. in Toronto? Uh, well, Darcy lives there still, and I moved. Where are you? I'm in, I'm in Ottawa now. That, can't you oh, tell? the wall. I lived in yeah. Ottawa. I played. That's where I played professional soccer, my friend, when they what? had the W League team there. What? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ottawa well, that... Fury. I was, a, I was a member of the Ottawa Fury. The women's Ottawa Fury? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Because because uh, uh, it was the the men's team was the Fury. I love this story of them. Well, by we the way. existed before the men's team. Beautiful. The women's team is... was before the men's team because they couldn't get a men's team, so they had a women's yeah. team, and then they got uh-huh. a men's team, and they got rid of the women. <laughs> right. Yes. So. Um, well, their story gets even worse if I have this right. I don't know if you followed it afterwards, and I don't imagine that you would have, and, or, or even cared. But apparently, what happened was they had thought that they were they were Johnny Big Balls, and thought they would go up into the MLS, and it would just be like, like completely, you know, don't need to do it. And uh, so everything was in place, and so they they said goodbye to the league they were in, and the league was w- w- said you can't go, and they were like, ha ha, watch us, we're really great. And then the MLS went nah, and they went okay, we'll go back to the other league, and the other league went nah. So now. <laughs> So now, Atletico Madrid owns uh, the team in Ottawa. They're Atletico Ottawa. What? Yes. That is a true fact. So random. Yes. <laughs> you I know. mean, I know the owner of, when, when we were there, I'm guessing the same owner, John Pugh, 
was like an okay. English guy who I think had played in England back in the day. And okay. like his dream was to own a team. So that's really sure. funny that he went through all that. Like, I remember when I played there, there were all these official things that had to happen. And one of them was before I could play my first game, I had to sign an affidavit that because I was born in Nigeria, I had never played on a team and didn't belong to a team in Nigeria and had no conflict. Right. And I was like, uh-huh. I moved to Canada when I was two. So unless I was some sort of prodigy, I think it's okay. And he was so like, we need you to sign this. Otherwise you can't play. And I was like, you got it. I'll sign it, obviously. Right. But like, mm-hmm. what kind of world do we live in? You know what I mean? He right. was a very interesting man. I played for the St. Catherine's Academy Ladybugs. Um, Ladybugs. Yeah, that was like about it. Like the movie. That was, the, when I think of little girl soccer, that's all I can come up with. So... <laughs> That's uh, all I can. You seem yes. hot there coming through the Zoom, at least. There's yeah. Audio, and but, uh, so so the me? audio record, it is not just you. So the audio record went up a little bit because we were doing, uh, I've been doing this audio book. And so it's needed to go up that way. So what I can do for you guys, let me go here. Oh, everything's down. I didn't is it Zoom. like excruciatingly hot or... You just seem like you're clipping. Okay. Well, we should be fine. I thought it was I thought it was fine over here. I think no, I think I'm it's just a zoom it's thing. very like like you're talking at an airport through the oh, intercom very much loudly. The, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. Okay. Hang on. Darcy, please keep our guest company. <laughs> so where are you? Los Angeles. Oh, okay. I'm in sunny, sunny LA. It's like hold on, let me show you. Not to brag or anything, but this is just the weather. Oh shit! Yeah, it's real what nice. What am I missing? Right <laughs> what am I missing? <laughs> What'd you do? What'd you do? What's the what? Okay, what? It was better. Okay, welcome to optometry for the ears. Okay, is this better or is this better? <laughs> One or two. One, One or two. One or two. I can never tell. I'm always like, wait, what? No, 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 wait, two? No, 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 no. One. Right, 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 right. Oh, I screwed that up so bad once that I, um, that the, um, I had to redo the glasses. Oh, I've done that too. I yeah, have yeah, to, yeah. yeah, no, these aren't working. These are, I, I, yeah, I these, must have been drunk when I came in. This, this wrong. I, <laughs> I don't know what happened. And, and my eye doctor was like, how did you get this so bad? Did you know that yeah. there's the option of about the same? I just, my optometrist just said, oh, they could be about the same. I was like, well, then they're obviously about the same. Like, I was like, what? You've been going back and forth like 14 times. Obviously, they are the same to me right now. Right. I, like, it got to the point where, like, I was I was so happy with these glasses. Like, I, I selected the frame and everything was great. And then I took them on and I had to work a shift at a, as a, uh, at a bar that I was working at just down the street from my house. And, uh. I noticed that I couldn't pour drinks accurately because the depth <laughs> perception was so bad. And I was like, well, everyone's having a good night except me. And so <laughs> I came back, I, I came back to the optometrist and I just went, I, I don't know what happened. I'm a fool. It's like, I got great tips, but I can't actually see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so where in California is this, is this Los Angeles proper? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm like, I mean, I don't even know what Los Angeles proper means anymore because it's such a sprawling okay. thing. But I'm by Studio City. So I'm by like um, Universal and all that stuff. So definitely proper Los Angeles proper. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, so how has that been over the pandemic for you guys? I mean, 
I think that the pandemic was hard for everybody, <laughs> no matter mm-hmm. where you were. Oh, um, fuck. A it's a breeze we were, up here. Yeah. We were able to go outside for most of it, which is nice because I think a lot of people who were stuck in their homes in places where it was cold, that's mm-hmm. a bit more of a mental struggle. But during the pandemic, um, my infant became a toddler and we had a new person and we bought a house. Uh, so a lot happened. Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. And we renovated the house. Uh, yeah, oh, so it's no. been like, it no. feels like it was about a decade. Uh huh. And I don't know what year it is. Like today, I was like, I really thought it was 2021. And I was like, I can't believe it's already 2021. Mm-hmm. And then I realized after like an hour of this, and I was like, oh my, oh my, it's like well into 2022. And I'm still right. stuck on, I can't believe it's 2020. Like, I just, I'm like lost in time right now. Right. When no, I no, no. my kids' birthdays, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yesterday, <laughs> 10 years ago, I don't know. Just, and I pushed just them do, out of my body and I just do, don't know. Do them do them all like on Canada Day and just go, there you go. We're just well, celebrating. One of my kids is born almost on Canada Day, almost on America, whatever, Independence Day. So I'm like, you know, one of the, one of the nation holidays. Just put it around <laughs> there, somewhere uh-huh. in there. Um, let's break this down individually. Um, cause there's a lot to unpack in that one sentence. Um, so you had a baby that turned into a toddler over the pandemic. Yeah. Are we yeah. going? Is this, is this real? Is this happening? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, we're okay. fine. Yeah. Uh, Darcy will find the right spot where the audio is great. <laughs> and I'm actually in shot and not angry at you for having palm trees in your backyard. Might keep that there's... soccer talk at the beginning. Might not. I would say go. so. Might keep I would all say this so. whole, that whole audio thing. We might just. Right. That to... Oh, by the way, everyone on the Patreon, you're getting everything. You are getting everything. It is it is starting as soon as uh, Aisha says, "Are we on?" And then it it will end. It's uh, Aisha, after... you can fix it in post. Aisha, um, you can fix it in post, Darcy. Aisha, TVA. So for Aisha. years that I've been bringing, so Aisha. for years that I've been bringing, yeah, I know. And for years that I've been bringing you to the stage, it, I, it has been Aisha. Every time I was hosting, I said Aisha, and you never corrected me once. I correct never people. Once. I correct everybody. Twice. You never did. And then I stopped because I'm like, you know what? If they can't get it by now, that's their own. Maybe they have some sort of tongue tie or something. I don't know. But no. now, because it's being recorded, I'm uh, I'm correcting you again. Oh, by the way, don't don't sit there and think, oh, Van Allen uh, screwed up my name. I'm special. No, you're not. I screw up everyone's name. Number I one, screw I am up. special. And there's nothing yeah. you can do about yeah. that. <laughs> we know this. Uh, well, you have two <laughs> kids during a pandemic. Now, okay. I remember... I remember ages ago, it seems like ages, but obviously it wasn't because I also have COVID brain and I we saw you on Facebook. The um, uh, I, I saw the pictures of, of you uh, pregnant with number one. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you and then you had that. No, what's what's that baby's name? I don't say his name publicly. Oh, OK. Yeah, all right. Baby number okay. one. Aisha, two. Let's call that. You know, that's uh, my full name, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that is for real. Aisha, two yeah. alpha. Uh, um so so you've got baby number one mm-hmm. and that's going well and then this and then the pandemic hits yeah right and then you go fuck it let's have another baby well you know what's funny is oh i think everyone had this where the pandemic hit and it didn't seem like it was going to be some sort of long thing like here they were like everybody go inside your houses for two mm-hmm. weeks Everything will be fine. And I remember, like, I have this little journal where it's, like, three lines for every day for five years. And I've been keeping it for the last, like, two and a half years so that I can see how my kids are developing all that kind of fun stuff. But just the other day, I read an an entry into it in March. And it was, like, 
they've told us to stay home for the next two weeks. And like a couple <laughs> weeks later, it's like, they've asked everyone to wear masks, everyone to wear masks outside for a little while. And I was like, ah! <laughs> you naive idiot. Well, like however many years later we are. Um, but yeah, you know what? It, it's, I'm old. And so I never really expected, I never really wanted to get married. I never really thought right. I would have kids. I'm like, I'm not doing this on my own. I have no interest in being married. I have no interest in having kids on my own. And then I met my now husband, Josh. And like mm-hmm. six months into our relationship, like something just like flipped in my brain. And I was like, oh, this is my person. Oh, I can clear all that part of my brain that's like worried about like dating and all this stuff. I can make some room for something more valuable. Right. And then I was... Shortly after that, like, oh, well, we should we should have a family then. Like, let's do it. Because right. he was super into having a family. And I was like, eh. mm-hmm. And then within, like, a few years. So we met in 2016. In the middle what? of 2016 was the first day we met. And then in 2018, we got married. And on our honeymoon, we got pregnant. Jesus. And in the meantime, I got my green card and moved to L.A. Moved uh-huh. in with him. First person I'd ever lived with. So, like, I went from being, like, a, like single mingle lady 2016 right. to 2018 married moved in pregnant with her first right. and then a lockdown wow yeah. so you could like i literally everything of my life like was flipped mm-hmm. turned upside down in the world words of whoever sang the theme song for the fresh prince and like <laughs> mm. this was my my life and then we were like well you know things are kind of at a standstill there's not a lot of shows. I released an album, was going to tour it, and then everything mm-hmm. got shut down. And so we're like, well, there's no real work. Like, let's see what happens. We wanted to have a kid quickly after our first, when we, whenever we had our first, which happened immediately. Right. And then we're like, well, I guess I guess we do it then now. <laughs> because, like, what are we waiting for? Right? Better I'm up. only getting older. And then right. we quickly got pregnant again. And then I was Jeez. like, and now we're done everything right. the pandemic needs to be over there are no more babies happening i need to do shows again like i was like let's get back to like life 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 but yeah it was right. a real whew, okay bitty. okay so again as you are like an onion because every time you say I something we now need to unpack cry. this yes oh no 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 <laughs> um so okay so we we have you moving down to la yeah that happened when do you say 2016 2016, 2016, I was still like back and forth. I was still, right. yeah, 2017 is when I actually moved to LA and got my mm-hmm. green card and stuff. So I met my husband 2016, right. moved to LA 2017, moved in with my husband that year, right? got married the next year, got pregnant right. that year, right. had a baby year. the next year, right? pandemic the next year, right. got a house, had another baby, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. It's 2022. The so okay again because uh, re- remember the last time I saw you actually in the flesh I think we were in Windsor. Oh, Windsor! I, I think I you and I. That t- I love that city so much. Yeah. What is it about Windsor? You know, it's it it, it knows what it is. Really, it does. It's, it knows it's a party town for the states, and it's a gambling mm-hmm. town for people. Like it's yep. like my parents used to live there for like a short hot minute, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, it's great. And it was uh it it was it was the the comedy club at, at Rockheads. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That you went downstairs into, and then the stage yeah. was very high off the ground and framed like a television set, as I, I recall. Love, that was a cool spot. Is that still around? That was a really cool spot. I don't know. 
I don't know. I can't. I can't find out. And and certainly, I don't think the pandemic helped it anyway. I yeah. went. I was there. I was there pre-pandemic, and it was quiet. Now, admittedly, yeah. it was during the summer, which kills all comedy anyway. But it was fine. So since then, so now you're back and forth. Though, where did you meet your husband? Is he a, is he a performer as well? What's the, what's the what's the what's his no, deal? No, he used to be an actor and a model, um, mm-hmm. and then he decided. You know what? I'm going to make the world a better place. And he became a lawyer and he is a social justice lawyer and works in nonprofit. He's like actually a good human being who makes the world a better place. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) dick joke. So we're good care. Well, that is all. How did you guys meet? We met through a friend of mine um, who I knew originally back in the day from Winnipeg where I grew up. Right. 204. And then uh, that guy, Steve Braun had moved down to LA ages ago he and Josh met and became like besties. And then mm-hmm. when I came to LA, he was running an acting studio. So he had, he was like, you can come take classes whenever, you know, to like help me get adjusted and stuff. And then he was like, Hey, I'd love to introduce you to this guy. You guys would be a great match. And I was like, not interested. <laughs> like, so not interested in like meeting anybody. And then eventually I was like, yeah, I can go on a date. And I met him and like on my ride home, was like texting Steve to be like, who the F was that guy? That right, beautiful right. specimen of a human being. But it was funny because like the next day I, I went back to Canada for three months to work on shows, TV shows that mm-hmm. I was like still on in Canada. So our first three months of, of being together, like meeting mm-hmm. and getting to know each other was all on FaceTime. Our right. first, like it was so crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And then I came back and we had our first date and it was like real awkward because we had never even shook hands. And now we're wow. like, I like hugged him and I was like, oh, that was weird. And then, like, you know, had to have, like, conversation like normal human beings. And we were like, oh, this is so awkward. We don't know how to right. do this. <laughs> what you should have done is just hold up a little square. Yes. So that it was just, it like, so FaceTime. I just texted each other just... and then, like, looked up at the square and then gone back to yeah. texting. That would have been, like, but, yeah, now that's mm-hmm. all ancient history and we're all good. Right. So the, so you basically did the opposite of what a lot of couples found themselves doing in co- in COVID times, which was because I, I the the list of friends I have is numerous that had just started a relationship when uh-huh. the pandemic started, and they went, uh, you know what, maybe we should we should cohabitate, and now they're like, I hope this works. Yeah, that's a big risk, but I think a lot it, of people did that, right? Like. I think mm-hmm. there was like even people who did it and realized this person wasn't for them, but they're like, uh, but I'm already in a pod with them. So I guess right. now we're just <laughs> doing this, you know, like there's some serious commitment that happened because they were just forced to be around each other in the same right. space. Oh, um, so, uh, so you get married, you have a child, mm-hmm. um, and then the house buying renovation, how much rent do you need to go through? Because I'll tell you something. When I moved to Ottawa, mm-hmm. uh, my my wife told me we 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 got the house, we found the house. It's it's right near our friends. They'll be like neighbors just down the street. It'll be great. We can look, you know, we can look after their kids when they need, and they've got a, a couple of dogs. It'll be fantastic, and the house is ready to go, ready to go. Don't need to do anything because we had just done a renovation in Toronto where we dug out the basement, made it a legal apartment, then did, oh wait, there's more, then knocked down a kitchen wall and redid the kitchen, um, redid the second floor bathroom and redid our bathroom in, it it was a months long Oh yeah. It just went, it went on forever. Bathrooms and kitchens. Bathrooms and kitchens, forget it. And so we did, uh, and, and a bedroom. And a bedroom oh, wow. as well. So, yeah. so uh, 
having had PSD from that experience, my <laughs> wife went, don't worry, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't need to worry about it. We will, we got this. We just move into Ottawa. Just bring, bring a box of your things and just place it there and it'll be done. And, uh, I, the first time I saw the house in person, uh, I, uh, I was moving boxes into it. I hadn't seen it. I was like one of the COVID people who had never seen the house before it was signed for. Um, that's trust in your wife. That is trust in your, I married her for a reason. Married her for a reason, right? It's not just because she's lovely. <laughs> you know? So here's a question. Did you ever work with Brendan McKeegan, comedian up here in Ottawa? It was in uh, Toronto for a bit. I don't I don't think so. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm going to feel real bad if that person's like, we oh, sure no. did. Yeah. <laughs> He's like <laughs> hammering his I'm, keyboard I'm so now. bad with names. So it's like, sometimes people oh, like, you do, you know, huh? Like, this okay. person, and then, and then I'm like, I've never met them. And then they're like, you just had an hour long conversation with them. I'm yes. like, oh, I know them oh. well. Yes, yes, yes. I do know them. Oh. I'm good with faces, not good with names. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. I am, I am the mayor of that town. And, uh, it is, it's horrible when I would like in the early days of, of comedy bar, when you're walking around and I would say to someone, you, you should come back on the podcast. And they're like, I've never done your podcast. It's so, I think that there needs to be more talk about this because everyone, so many people are not good with names and so many people are not good with faces. And the fact that we're all pretending that we do remember how we know each other Mm -hmm. is just silly because none of us do. And also now with masks, I'm like, I have no clue who anyone is. You change your hair and you're wearing a mask. Good luck. I have no Uh clue. I've, you could be like, I know you well. Let me come to your house, bitch. Sure. Okay, cool. Like, I, you could be a stranger to me, and I would let you in my house. Okay. So my I address had... is <laughs> okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Not my baby's name. Drive, <laughs> <Right>. Studio City. <laughs> I mean, Zoom has got uh, it right. Like, we should all take a lesson, right? Our names in the corner of the, our little squares exactly. there, right? Right there. I think we should get into the name tag. We should room. have Let's... name tag. Maybe like cool. Yes. You know, people like pins. Like people buy pins of bands and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Pins that have your name, and then like some cool, interesting thing about you, like a picture yeah. of like something you Fun love. Fact, <laughs> yes. right? Like a little dill pickle. Everyone... It's like, oh, you love pickles? Let let me tell yeah. you a story about pickles, Jennifer. Like, you know, everyone then knows. <laughs> Who everyone is, and they have a starting off point. Okay, so that is in the next season of Black Mirror, where everyone has a spec sheet. Yes, that that just as soon as you see them, it hovers above them. I feel like they already did a version of that, and ours is just the lame version for people. Right? Who yeah, don't yeah, yeah. Also, can I just say, Darcy, I didn't know that you were going to speak during it because we've talked so much that you haven't gotten a word in, and I was like, oh, maybe he's just like going to like be the silent partner, and then you spoke. Yeah. I was like. I could have been talking to you as well this whole time. So I apologize. It seems right. that I was only no, that's there's... quite all right. Most people, yeah, I, it's not my role to speak on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, my only what... social interaction I have all week, so. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's what the CATP podcast stands for. Uh, comedy and awkwardness Todd promises every <laughs> single week. <laughs> um, I, I was just, okay, so speaking of figuring out people and seeing this. So I was at, uh, I was at the U S versus Canada soccer game at BMO field. I'm with a, like a, a row of, of my buddies were in the stadium and I'm sitting, it's the aisle and two women and then me and, and the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I sit down, me and the woman sitting beside me, we lock eyes and go, we know each other. And mm. we're both, and we're both, and, cause I'm doing this and she's doing that. And, and, uh, by halftime, we're like, do we know each other? 
And uh-huh. she's like, right? I don't know. I don't know why. And so we went through this whole thing. It's like we went through companies we used to work for. We went through like we did the friend network. Is like, and then finally, like after twenty minutes, I was like, do you like comedy? Like, have you ever been to a comedy bar? Like, maybe I met her there. Like, you know, uh-huh. it's like one of those things. Okay, this is so-and-so. She goes, yeah, we like comedy, but I've never been to a comedy bar. I went, motherfucker. It's like, like the last time I saw comedy was absolute last week. And I went, was it Wednesday? <laughs> and she's like, yes. And I went, hello, front row. She's like, my God, yes. There we go. So... Yeah. Now she also knows the names of all your close friends and like Absolutely. every place you've worked. So. It was all just a ploy to be able to oh, yeah. break through to get your passwords. It's like, wait, yes. what's your mother's maiden name? I think yeah, yeah. Mother. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, the name of my first pet was Cuddles. So yeah. why do you why do you ask? Um well no, the reason I dropped Brendan McKeegan's name is that he was our realtor when oh, we bought the house. Oh. And he's he's a comic as well, so he's he's a comic slash finally he's fucking a realtor. Uh, out of the Brenda McKeegan name so that, you know, the comic can have it. So that's fine. Um, what was your reno like? Cause, cause again, when, as soon as we walked into the place, my, my wife looked around again, having said that everything's fine, just unpack and you'll be great. Um, in the light of day, she went, well, this won't do. And, yeah, yeah. It's that yeah. moment where like they take all the fur- furniture out. There's the holes in the wall, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. You're like, Ooh, what did I agree right. to? Ours was like, we looked at this place and there was like a million people. And I mean, the market is kind of insane um, everywhere, but here, mm-hmm. especially too, in this area, there were a million people at the open house. And I remember thinking like, eh, this house is fine. And my right. husband was like, this is great. But he's like, we would have to do this, this and that. And at the beginning of looking at houses, I was like, I'm not interested in doing all these renovations and all this kind of stuff, you know? Right. And then the house went off the market because it got like five offers that were like $100,000 over asking. Like, it's insane. Okay. And then we're like, well, clearly we couldn't have afforded that anyway. We looked at a bunch of other places and everything was like, we were going to need to renovate every single thing. And anything that we didn't need to renovate, we couldn't afford. Kind of, you know what I mean? When you get like, you come <laughs> yeah, to yeah. that place where you're like, oh, a shack that's uh, like $700,000. I'll take it. Um, yeah. But then pandemic happened and all the offers on this house fell through. So here it's different where like, if you put an offer on a house, it doesn't mean you're gonna buy it. It's like, it goes mm-hmm. into this escrow period where like all this stuff can happen. And it's like, you know, there's this gray space and then maybe you buy it. So it's like different right. than how it works at home. But all of the offers fell out. And then we came back and we're like, remember that asking price you guys had way back in the day? <laughs> how about that? Uh-huh. And we had a really uh, attractive offer because we had a down payment that was not just like the base. So we were like, you know, it's a little bit better. We don't have to worry about like the banks as much and stuff. And mm-hmm. so we got it. Um, but it was cool because it's like um, this area, everyone's knocking down houses that are worth like $900,000 and building building McMansions. Like it's people who right. are really like have money and fl- like house flippers. That's not how, you know, that's not who we are. We didn't, we right. were not like that. We wrote a letter to the sellers with like pictures of our family. And I was like, we're a new family. We're hoping to have another baby and bring it home to this house. Like we like a whole story about it because it was one family. They bought this house in 1962. One family had owned it the entire time. Wow. And they had all their kids here. So I was like, maybe we can pull on some heartstrings. And there mm-hmm. were offers that were more than ours that didn't get it because they wanted to give it to a family. And so we uh-huh. end, like it ended up working out. I'm still in touch with the daughter of the family who lived here. Um, and she's come by to like see on our renovations. But we did like extensive renovations, took a wall out. We renovated, basically took out all the carpets. There was this, like a whole like, you know, before whatever 
the 80s or 70 something there's asbestos everywhere like we mm-hmm. we changed most of the place um but kept like we had this really we had this really cool corner fireplace from the 60s that's like all those big rocks you know what i mean all right. in the yeah, wall yeah, yeah. and stuff and i loved it when we first walked in that was like the one thing of the house that i was like if we buy this house we are not touching this and so we right. kept it exactly as is we had this one hallway with like old school textured wallpaper all the way right. down that's like beautiful so we did a lot of changes, but we kept a few key, um, really like, you know, iconic things from the sixties in the house. Um, mm-hmm. and it honestly feels like we've lived here like 25 years. I just love this yeah. place. So the guy who, so the family that was here, they are only selling the house because the father of the family died in the house. Oh, and like, and you I know was what room? Like, Brilliant. We've got this wonderful, friendly ghost who's going to look after us. So I'm all about it. They have to disclose that when you come in to like look at a house, they have to tell you if someone's died. She was like, so someone died in the house. He wasn't murdered. Okay. Right. He was like a hundred years old. Okay. Uh-huh. He was an old man. And I was like, I'm uh-huh. fine. I'm like, yeah. Why is there a tape outline in the hallway then? Right. Why is that? <laughs> like, what is but um, yeah, we love, we love the house. It's very much our own. Um, our na- our neighbor who's 93 years old comes over to use our internet because she doesn't have any. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. It's a great little neighborhood. So, um, and then it's weird though. You move in during the pandemic and like, you can't meet your neighbors. You know what I mean? Because right. everyone's masked yes. up and everyone was at, you know, staying at home. Our one mm-hmm. neighbor next door, we've met her be- and early on because she like needed our help for things or whatever. So we sort of were in a pod with her almost, even though we didn't really know her. But right, yeah, she's, yeah. yeah. So now we're starting to actually be able to go out and see people and meet neighbors and like, be, you know, feel like we have more of a community, which is nice. But mm-hmm. oh, it's been such a delight, though, to like have two kids and be able to walk into a backyard versus having right. to like take an elevator with like kids and strollers and all this crap to like walk to a park, you know, which is mm-hmm. fine. But what a delight to just be able to walk out into a green space. Yes. You guys saw I have a palm tree. We have a lemon tree. Like it's stupid. You know, it's great. Yeah. I can I can see the palm trees in the reflection of your glasses, and uh, <laughs> it angers me every time you look up. Yeah, it's yeah, just, I'm like, ah, and they even yeah. have like a blue glare because they're like uh-huh. computer glasses, so it's really giving yeah. me it um yeah we are here in Ottawa it was eight and rainy and just uh, there's still remnants of snow that looks like shit. So well, um, I'm just yeah. gonna check the old weather here for you guys mm-hmm. so you can get a sense of what I'm working with. Today's 22. Okay. Um, last week was 36. Jesus. Um, so, you know, we're having some, uh, we're having some ups, ups and downs. It's getting, getting mm-hmm. a great show tonight <laughs> at probably 18 degrees or well, something. So. Need, need to zip on the legs of the pants again. Right. <laughs> um, has, have people made fun of you using Celsius yet or have you fought through that? Oh my gosh. I, I refuse to use Fahrenheit. I don't understand it, right? It's just stupid. It's like, well, yeah. it's like one ninth of a quarter of 25% plus four, unless right. it's a Wednesday, in which case you add five. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. how is this what you guys, like ounces and like yeah. all this stuff? I'm like, just just get mm-hmm. a system that makes yeah. sense. 10 by 10 what by you, 10. There's like a, you, you what, know, a linear, what? What do you freeze at? Zero. Zero? That doesn't make any sense. We freeze at 32. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Well, we, we boil at 100. You dumbass, 212, the way God intended. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What? I just know 100 is hot. And if I go into the <laughs> negative, like, oh, it's real cold. I'm like, oh, well, strap your pants on. Because Winnipeg gets to minus 40. And I know minus yeah, yeah, 40 yeah. is minus 40 anywhere. It's cold uh-huh. wherever you are. Oh, so 
uh, we hit minus 40. Like, like here's – this is the difference between cold in Toronto and cold in, in Ottawa. Because someone asked me. It was like, oh, like, I, first of all, I had to buy fucking snow pants for the first time. <laughs> uh, that was a gift from my wife. My and this is I've hit that age where my wife gave me snow pants as a gift and I loved them. Yes, <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I initially Canadian lingerie. In fairness, so. it is. It is mm-hmm. right. It's, it's, and it's that snap, snap, zip that lets oh, yeah. everyone know that you know something nice is about to happen. Um, so long johns, fruit of the loom, long johns. Finally got a pair of those. Didn't need them in Toronto. Got them here. Got the snow pants, and it's like minus forty. Right. And here's, here's the difference in Toronto. It got cold, right? Like it got cold and it was, it was, it felt somehow manageable, mm-hmm. right? Like you could go out and go, Oh shit, I need a, like a coat and a jacket. It's like, you know, you put on some layers, but like you're fine in Ottawa, the cold feels like it's coming to get you. Like it, yeah, like as soon as you leave cold. the house. Yeah. Like as soon as you leave oh. the house, it goes, there he is. Yeah. And <laughs> They all put out their cigarettes in the cold. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um, what was uh, so? When was when was Winnipeg for you? Winnipeg was like that's my that's my that's my girl. Winnipeg um, right. from when I was four until I was eighteen. Then I went to school mm-hmm. in Edmonton, and mm-hmm. then I was overseas for a while, and then I came back to Winnipeg and was there for like another five or six years before I was in Toronto. No, maybe okay. more than that. But something like that. Yeah. So I was like, Winnipeg is like, that's my home. That's where my network is. That's where my family. That's like my hometown, mm-hmm. my home club. Like everything is Winnipeg. Right. Your hometown is weather right now. Oh, I talked to my parents and all my parents want to do with their life is golf and see their grandkids. And <laughs> like they can't golf right now because it's, they just had like a, whatever, like a blizzard. There's a blizzard right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. And like, and two of their grandkids have moved out of Winnipeg now. And then we live here. So they're just like, what is life about? <laughs> right. Know, like we can't do either of the things we want to do. Uh, um, yeah. Well, we moved, we moved here. One of the reasons we moved here is that my parents, um, uh, used to live in Gananoque where I grew up and now live in Mallorytown. I do not expect you to know where either of those towns are. No. Where's Gananoque? Um, uh, in the thousand islands, just the other side okay. of Kingston. Right. And then Mallorytown is just a little bit past that. That's Mallorytown. So- like Mallory Town. Mallory Town? Uh, yep. Mallory, as in the daughter from Family Ties, and she has her own town. <laughs> Mallory Town. Um, I really hope it was fa- named after that character from a TV right. show from the 80s, 90s. <laughs> claim to fame, it uh, the town of Mallory Town got a placard in Law & Order SVU. It got what? a kung kung. Yes, it did. Isn't yes. that a magical moment when, like, some oh. big, like, TV, and it, like, your hometown is like, whoa, right. oh, that's me, that's me, they're talking yes. about me, they're talking yes. about me personally, yes. they're talking about me. Yes. <laughs> I was, I almost burnt my hand because I was in a hotel room ironing my shirts for the week, and then, kung kung, mother fuck, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, where was I going with this? I have no idea. So, uh, my, 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 oh, so, so my, uh, my, my folks live there. Um, and one of the, that's one of the reasons we moved here. Speaking of, of your parents missing their grandkids, um, my parents and my wife's parents, one of the other motivating factors was they are both hit an age where it would be good for us to be in the same area code, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so, but the, the sad part is for them is that my brother is the one that gave them grandchildren and took them to Canmore, Alberta. Oh, uh, so they're like, so. 
Yeah. I guess we'll the, live next to you, Todd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got a dog. Who gives a shit, Van Allen? Honestly, that's, it's mom. Th- th- those aren't good words at Christmas. Just shut up. They call I'm not you Van Allen. To... Your parents, yeah, call they you do. Van... They prefer you by <laughs> your last name. Once, once mom has a couple of gets a couple of wines into her, just shut up, Van Allen. Like the worst. Jurassic, not anymore. It's only yeah. Name now. <laughs> <laughs> My mom re- now reverts to her maiden name. It's like <laughs> I have no son. <laughs> rents her clothing um it um uh, so your home club would have been rumors is that right yeah that's the first yeah. place i ever did stand-up comedy believe it or not Sweet. it was like a contest for mm-hmm. locals called winnipeg's funniest person with a day job right and um anybody could enter Mm-hmm. And you could you competed. It's like a, it's like it's one of the reasons why Rumors is a great club even through the summer is because they do these contests and they have um, special nights of the week where they you know everyone brings their friends and family and whatnot um, right. and then you proceed and go through the whole thing. But then they also have good names coming through. But I I got you know far enough. I didn't win that year. I did win <laughs> a couple of years later. But um, <laughs> what was your day job then? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. My day job at the time was I, here's another layer of the onion. I'm a certified professional life coach. And so I had my own life coaching company where I did like group coaching and individual coaching for like executives and did public mm-hmm. speaking. And then I also, at the same time, right around the same time, I guess I was hired to be um, the host of this online lifestyle channel called Winnipeg Free Press TV, WFP TV. So I was on billboards and tops of cabs all over Jesus. Winnipeg. It was so funny. And then like also then I would do stand-up comedy and people were right. just like, you're everywhere. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you couldn't get away from me. In they, they couldn't help but vote for you. You had promo. I just had aim recognition. You know what I mean? They're like, sure. I don't know whoever who was funny, but this I've heard this name before. Um, yeah, I, actually, that, at the Winnipeg one, it's not vote. You, you're um, the people who come don't vote. They have judges. Oh dear, the industry who vote every round. So mm-hmm. they just like you bring your people so that they can laugh really loudly and make it seem like you're irresistible. But, you know. Okay, but the, the okay, but the comedy industry in Winnipeg mm-hmm. would be rumors owners. Booker and the wait well, staff. Dean Jenkinson, you know Dean. Oh yeah, Dean. Okay, sir. Dean Taz okay. Norris. Um, who else? There's a bunch of like you know old school guys who. Uh, what? what there's a couple other people who I can't remember their names off the top of my head right now. But then there was then there's people who had previously won, right? Had gone on to do other things that they were coming. In. And then there was people like radio hosts who were funny who had come from like the states and come to you know what I mean do radio mm-hmm. show like all that kind of stuff. So it was like people generally right. in the industry who did reviews of comedy or sure. of just or um winnipeg comedy festival or just for laughs mm-hmm. and stuff that people came through so stuff like that not all just right. pure comedians but. was winnipeg festival going at that time uh, when yeah. you were starting yeah mm-hmm. okay when i started winnipeg Fest- with the winnipeg comedy festival was going great festival um yes. and it was great for us locals because we had like this whole cohort who was just like they're all like my homies of comedy where like we they never at that time they weren't hiring a lot of locals for the big shows, but they would throw us a bone and give us like, you know, some of the smaller shows, but it meant you got a pass. So you got to go to all the like things and the parties and stuff. And so we would go, we would be like, Oh my gosh, like that this person we like love and idolize is here doing a show. And then we would all just like drink a bunch of free alcohol. And at the time when we were all in it, I had this, uh, this condo, this apartment, 
like right in the heart of the city. So everyone would come back to my house and we would have like a million whoppers and just like drink wine and be like, remember when that guy said that word to me? Oh my God, <laughs> And we were all so in it. I would wake up the next day and have like a half eaten whopper behind my couch and like three <laughs> half glasses of white wine, like with all these dudes. Like it was just like, such a fun time. Um, I miss, yeah, like I, those, all those guys are just like, with so many good memories together. Right. Um, the, so who, who would you have been performing with at that time? Like, is there anyone we, so, we know sort of like in the original days? Um, Paul Roblowskis, who okay. is um, one of the funniest people just in general. He also, I think, right. has a show in development right now, which is super exciting. Paul Roblowskis, Mike Green, who's like just on top of the world. All the guys from Hunks. I don't know if you know yes. about Hunks, but like Tim, yeah. So all those guys uh, and Dana, who's also in Hunks. Um, Jordan Wellwood, who has come to Toronto and performed many times. Mm -hmm. Ben Walker, who's in Ottawa now. Yes. Um, Dan Nightingale, Ryan Ash. Uh, mm -hmm. Not Dan Nightingale, Matt Nightingale, Dan Glasswick, Ryan Ash, mm -hmm. um, who are also, everyone's sort of scattered now. Yeah. Um, Andy Noble. Yep. The, um, there's a, so like, hardly there's anyone. Like so many there's a lot. Like yeah. Winnipeg has like insanely good comedy for how small the scene was. And now there's yeah. a whole group of people who... I'm not like I didn't even start with who are like really funny and like really lots of stuff is going on there uh, that I don't even know because I haven't been there for so long now. But it's got such a good scene for being such a small place, right? Comedy. Mm -hmm. The okay, so um, hunks have actually been on my uh, write 'em up show. Ugh, they're the Cause, best because we did. They were part of the um, um, Toronto Sketch Fest. Yeah, and um, we. Uh, we had a regular night uh, we had a regular Saturday or Thursday or something like that at that point for write them up, uh, which is a, it's a stand up comedy show. Have you, ever, have you ever, you've never done it. No. You should, well, no, cause you live in LA now. That'd be hard <laughs> if, if you, but we do it online as well. Cause, oh, okay. cause ever since the pandemic, we're like, well, I'm not going to celebrate the fourth anniversary show and not do this. So like we just mm -hmm. moved to zoom and did it that way. Um, and so uh, we we work out of the Unknown Comedy Club uh, online, which is Daniel Woodrow and Rodney Ramsey. Oh, they do okay, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and we've also done like Facebook Live and stuff like that. So the, the premise of the show, and you could do this because we do it online. Um, five comics perform. While they're performing, I've got a team of writers writing roast jokes about everything the comic does. Comic <laughs> goes away. I read all of the roast jokes out. That's awesome. That's verbatim. Fun. It's so, all the things we all say about each other in the back that nobody uh -huh. then gets to like perform. Yes. <laughs> my my favorite moment is when like and this was all done at comedy bar and I'd read the roast and the audience would laugh and then as soon as the laughter dies down you just hear the comic go oh it's <laughs> nice um, but the, but there was a conflict during the sketch fest because sketch fest was like kicking everyone out that had a regular show because they needed the stage time to put on sketches and so I threw it to the um, uh, the sketch fest uh, people if you want to do write them up with sketch troops instead. Yeah. And then I would get sketch writers who know sketch to be the roast writers. Um, we'll do that. And they, they did it and they said, let's suggest these, you know, these, these troops. And so I took a look at their lakes or who the troops were and hunks was one and they're great. Like they okay. did so well. So they came in and everyone did five to seven minutes on stage. Um, and some of the roasts were just so technical. Like, and, <laughs> 
and the and the beautiful part was it's such a sketch forward audience like they know their oh, shit I was say, like, the audience like ah, we don't understand what's happening no 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 do you uh, do you know john blair yeah yeah oh my yes. god he's okay. so funny so he was one of the roasters, and I will never forget this roast. He goes, if you have a crazy uncle coming in, he better do something. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was it was like, was it Chekhov's gun? Chekhov's rifle or whatever? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, John Blair also. Oh, my gosh. He's just one of the, like, funniest people. I would watch mm-hmm. him do literally anything. Like, yes. you, him mowing the lawn, probably hilarious. You know, yes. he's just so good and like smart and funny. Yeah, he's he's one of the ultimates. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, have you been watching Ghosts? I watched the UK version. Okay, which is the first version, and I la- I would watch it when I was running on the treadmill, and my husband would be like, "Why? Like, what was happening in there?" Yes. And I would be like running on the treadmill and be like, ah, <laughs> "Like, just like full on laughing while I'm working out." Mm-hmm. And I was trying to watch the American one, but I found I realized I was watching the wrong one shortly in when they had accents because I auditioned for the American one. Um, right. And I wanted, and the woman who got it, Danielle Pinnock, is so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, obviously she should do that. Which part. character and I is still she? Haven't watched. She's the she's the black woman who's the singer. I don't remember the character's name. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's so funny. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. So I haven't watched the American one yet, but I watched mm-hmm. the UK one. So, uh, so John Blair's in it. He sh- he shows up for an episode. He shows up for an episode, right? Like there's 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 a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna throw some names out at you. Um, uh, two two that come to mind. So John Blair is in it, but he's only just in for a moment. Um, one of the guys is kind of like semi regular. Nigel Downer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he shows up, and like my wife just gets tired of me going. Oh my god, it's Nigel! Like yeah. like that. Yeah, every time. <laughs> Every single time. Um, it is it is like one of the best blurt laugh shows. Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch the, the American one. But yeah, it's like, it's such a fun premise. And I am assuming the reason they made the American one is because they had these great characters. Because Danielle Pinnock is such a great character actor as well. Yes. That like, each character is so funny in their own way. And the character yes. is so well developed. It's the exact mm-hmm. perfect version of like an ensemble show that you want to watch. Yeah. And you're interested in every single person. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And ever and everyone is so distinct. Yeah, and everything they do is just is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, no, I'm with you. And the other two that we've been watching recently are American Auto and um, uh, Abbott Academy or I, Abbott, I Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary, but oh my gosh, I already love it's it. So good, it is so good. Um, it's it's not dissimilar to the American office. Like you can see some uh-huh. very strong influence there, but it doesn't matter. It's good. Yeah. It's just, it's such a great story. She's so um, I've seen clips of everything. And like, I audition so much stuff comes through, like you audition for sort of for everything. And then you get to like see the end product, which is just a fun process. Even if you don't get mm-hmm. it, it's like fun. Cause you kind of know the inside scoop of like what's yes. going on. And, and so it's like fun to see all that stuff come to life. So I'm excited to watch that one for sure. Right. So how, so how is like the, um, getting back into show business post COVID been for you? What, what do you, what do you, what is, how does that work for you now? Well, the truth is during COVID, I still worked. I mean, I was very lucky in that I, I, you know, I do stand up comedy. I do acting for TV and film, but also commercials. Right. And commercials right. here are kind of like some people, like they can be a lifeline really. Um, because you can get one commercial and it can be your salary for the year. 
So right. I was really lucky that I got to do a big commercial during a, a couple of big commercials now because the pandemic's been, you know, 17 years. But mm-hmm. I've gotten to do a couple of big commercials, which has been great because I've still been a part of everything. And then I got to do a couple episodes on the TV show Good Trouble. Um, so I was like in a bunch of seasons what is this? Of that, just a few episodes here and there. So it was really nice because I still got to be involved, but I wasn't like, you know, going crazy having to audition like 15 times a day. So right. it was kind of like a nice little like, you know, in it, but not fully in it. And so then sorry, now what, that, like, what, was, what was the show? Sorry, what, what was it called? What was the show called? Oh, uh, the show's called Good Trouble. Okay. What's, uh, what's the premise? It's a spinoff of a show called The Fosters, uh, I think. Um, but it's okay. a, basically, it's a show. Good Trouble was like a, a quote from John Lewis, the late, late great John Lewis, mm-hmm. who was a social activist. And he was basically like, young people need to go out and cause good trouble. Right. Like that's the whole premise of it is that these, these young, um, these young characters in the show are essentially, they all live together and they're all trying to like find their way and stand up for what's right. It's mm-hmm. less about like, you know, so- social justice and civil rights and stuff. It's more of, it's more of like just a coming of age, kind of like TV show drama, whatever of like young people, but right. that's sort of the overall icing theme for the whole thing. So I was on playing a teacher um, called, the teacher's name is Jordan. And I, I was in like a story arc for one of the main characters where she came to a school and essentially was like learning about all the white privilege she had through being in like, you know, a, a diverse school with like the black lives matter stuff going on and like walkouts and all this kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I got to do like a bunch of episodes of that, um, which was cool. So now that like things are actually opening up, opening up for, Stand up because that was the big thing that was just full on closed. You know, like right. commercials were happening here and there, TV shows were happening here and there. You just had to be tested a bunch. It was very like strict and everything. But like stand up clubs just closed, like right. they just shut the doors. Um, so now is when stand up like clubs are starting to open up again and mm-hmm. shows are starting to come back. And I think there's this interesting balance where I think everyone thought like Zoom shows would stop altogether because everyone hated them at first, but then they kind of took on this life of their own. Or they got good in their own way. And for me, being like a mom of a toddler and a newborn, I was like, this is the best version possible right now because I don't have to leave my house, but I can still do shows and I can literally Mm -hmm. hop on for like half an hour and then hop off because I got to go breastfeed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So it was great for me to like stay in touch in that way. Uh, And I, I, I've gone out to do um, a handful of shows really over the last couple of months that are in person. And it's like, I kind of forgot about the life-giving energy of performing live and like the hangout yes. afterward and all that kind of stuff. So that's been amazing. But I still really, really appreciate Zoom shows because it just gives me an opportunity to do more shows. Like I can't go out every night anymore because no. like, you know, we don't have the childcare for that. We don't have the ability in our schedule for that. And also, frankly, I just don't have the energy to be mm-hmm. like, you know, all day kids, bath time, all this stuff, go out, have to wake up in the middle of the night. To like, it's just like, I don't have, I won't sleep then. So right. it gives me the opportunity to do a little bit more than I would if I was only doing in-person shows, but mm-hmm. still have the safety and the sanity for not having to leave my house every single night for like four hours, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. I, um, I got to do flappers because they oh, had... Yeah, yeah. Mm- yeah. And you get to do comedy anywhere in the world. Like I've done shows yes. in South Africa. I've done, you know, it's like all over the place. It's yes. so wonderful. And there's there was corporates happening. Like I did a couple of corporates. Oh my god, they're the best. It's so great. I was like, this is amazing. I wasn't wearing proper pants. 
I got paid like a bunch of money from, you know what I mean? And people are just yeah. happy because they just want, they just wanted to laugh. Mm-hmm. We all just wanted to laugh and have a good time during this. So it was such a mm-hmm. joy to be able to do that. And then they sent me a check and I was like, oh, right. I'm going to get paid for this too. What a yes. wonderful delight. <laughs> oh, there was, there was a run last Christmas where I was like, it, one afternoon, I was like, okay, everyone, thank you, good night. Turn off that meeting, log on to the next oh, one, roll into the next one. And you've got like, you know, you can very easily have your set list right there so you know exactly <laughs> what you're doing. You just rattle through them. Um, and then um, uh, everyone has their name right here. So you can like so do crowd work? It's I easy to it. do crowd work. It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> Brian didn't I care for so that joke. Zoom shows. And like, there was one I remember where this guy, I don't know if he forgot he had his camera on, but he just got up with his back to us and started doing dishes. And I was like, well, I know I'm doing well now. And I could call him out. It was just such a fun time. Yeah. And like, it's kind of funny because like, I think people love, like, you know, when it's like that crowd work that's like fun. I'm not like being an asshole to people or whatever. I'm just like having fun with people. But then when right. you're like in their home and you can be like, what is that picture on your wall? Like it's like uh-huh. so much more personal and funny yes. to me to be and able to like see people where they are. They are they are relaxed. Yeah. They already have a glass of wine in their hand yes. or whatever they're drinking. They know where the bathrooms are. Yeah. Um, they, <laughs> their cat's they, licking their own butthole sure. right next. So you're like, this is exactly. great. This is, this this, is what I want. This, this was my favorite moment. You can also tell when like, you know how every office has the, the person that just works all the time nonstop anyway. Uh-huh. Right. So I had this happening. I looked down in one of the squares and someone's like doing this. Like, <laughs> like, right. And I go, oh, Emily's uh, I see Emily's uh, still on the clock. She's not working. And then as soon as I said that, she just went. <laughs> <laughs> My picture didn't show up, but like, but like uh, she was like, fuck you. Bam. Just gone. <laughs> I so I, yeah, if I, if I could just do those all. In fact, I've got, I've got one coming up next month actually yeah and i'm just i i can't i can't not look forward to it it's just so wonderful um what is the what is the club scene like down there for you now well honestly the only club that i really performed at regularly is the improv and that's actually the first Mm -hmm. club i ever performed at here so i have like a special tie to it i've done the comedy store um you know, here and there kind of thing. But I haven't been back after the pandemic to see like what's open and how it is. I know at the improv, you used to need to show proof of ID and, um, or having had a test, but it was like the last show I did there was sold out. Like it's right. Things are back to normal. So I don't know how it's mm-hmm. going in other clubs, but like there at the dynasty typewriter where I've done shows and the, the yes. Largo or the main places I've, you know, sort of the circuit that I was on, but like, Everywhere I've gone to, I think as soon as things opened up where people could go out again, and at the Dynasty Typewriter, you needed to show proof of ID, and you also had to wear a mask the whole time, and it was still full. People are right. just dying to get out and of yes. the house and enjoy that sort of live performance. So mm-hmm. um, it's good. I mean, I think things that might it might kind of you know go up and down as it does for has been for the last while for things new variants and whatnot, but oh, um, yeah. there's still. I mean, the good thing about here was there were outdoor shows. Because mm-hmm. you could do them at any point in time in LA weather, even when it's sort of a little bit chilly out, it's still warm enough to be outside. So that kind of was a big help in having live shows open up earlier where like people could literally be 10 feet apart and tables on like, I did one on a rooftop of a garage, um, like a uh-huh. parking garage. And it was just this massive space. They had a great audio system and like people were in tables really far apart and you're like okay i did one where it was like everyone was in their cars and you were on a proper stage yes and they had these like glow in the dark flapper things that they would flap to let you know that they were clapping other Mm -hmm. shows they would like flap 
black flip their lights on and off and stuff like that. So <laughs> it was, yeah. So there's like, I think people like, it just shows that people want, no matter what's going on, people will find a way to have performance. You know, yes. like if you have to be at home, if you have to be outside in distance, like there is a way for people to have performance and enjoy mm-hmm. performance. And the world does need art. And I have to tell myself that because my husband is a lawyer who makes the world a better place. And I have to tell myself that what I do yes. is important too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So there we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have the exact same thing. My wife is on two projects in a multinational corporation where she's a partner and, uh, uh, you know, while she is running these projects and make sure, uh, vaccine doses are getting, uh, set up across the nation and we're able to track things. These are the things she's working on. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. And now I have to come in and go, you know, sweetheart, sometimes the world needs to hear penis jokes. Right. Exactly. It's true though. It really is true. It's true. You need, is that you or me? And that's the end of our session. And that's it. (laughs) And that's, and that is the end of our show. Um, That is so weird. I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, uh, Okay. I have no idea what that was. Okay. Oh, my God. What the (laughs) hell is going on? It's improving. It's... What is this? Shit. Okay. All right. Well, we're good. Okay. That's all right. That's audio. That's audio. That's fine. Um, Last question I have for you before before we let you go. Um, What... uh, uh, Have you you got, like... um, uh, any new albums or projects or, or stuff that's coming out that uh, we can throw out into the world and let people know about this so they can go, hey, there's Aisha. Well, let's go do that. What, what do well, you got? The, so my album is still it's still out there. Um, <laughs> the one I didn't get to like do anything with, but it's out right. there. It's called All the Parts. Um, mm-hmm. After I released it, so I, it was produced by All Things Comedy, which is run by Bill Burr and Al Magical. After a couple months of having it out as just audio, they decided to put the full video of the, of the um, special on the all things comedy website, their YouTube website. website. So that's now available on their site for free. Um, Yeah. Which is cool. And then there's a couple things that I'm like working on, but tech, I mean, and it sounds so like so lame, but technically I'm not allowed to talk about them. Of course. So just stay tuned. Uh, (laughs) Aisha. Let, uh, allow me to tell you, whenever I have friends of mine on, on the show, um, I will say to them, Hey, what do you got going? And Carolyn Bennett, who is a repeat, uh, guest and offender of this goes, I can't talk about it. Like, okay, yeah. that's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> but it does sound yeah. a little bit pretentious. Like, mm, well, I, I actually can't tell you guys yeah. about it exactly. Um, but, but there is some, some very exciting stuff that's, that's going on that, um, mm-hmm. you know, that hopefully yeah. soon I'll be able mm-hmm. to talk about. I, uh, I, uh, trust me, I, I can, I, I, <laughs> oh no, no, I, I got the same thing. I, well, funnily I have, I used to have two things that I could do that with. Now I only have one because the one, one weirdly enough, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it, this is, it's now just this, um, because this one, uh, was actually a self-help book and, um, they didn't like the read I was doing. So they just went, uh, we're done. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you were doing I, an audio for it? Yeah, I was doing an audio book. So I got I how I got I got taken away. I got fired from a self help book. <laughs> that did, hurts. did you read the self help book 
to give you the twice. help you needed once you got fired. <laughs> twice I read it. It's like, I don't see what the fucking problem is. Maybe that was my problem. Yeah, it's like, um, oh, I probably should have been so sarcastic, I guess. Shouldn't have been yeah, so yeah, sarcastic. Yeah. Your little yeah. commentary in between the words you're reading. Right. Like, and what you've got to do, this is all bullshit, you guys know. Yes. Right? Okay, so what you've got to do is, that's probably what they didn't like. Right. Can you visualize a version of yourself that understands what you are learning today and can activate it now? What a fucking piece of shit this is. <laughs> Holy fucking garbage. Can you visualize a person not unlike yourself in the future that is able to take control of their life? This fucking idiot. I don't understand. <laughs> what what an like, asshole. Cut this out in post, right? They're like, no. TV, yeah. we can hear everything <laughs> no. you're saying. You say no. it's no. a But so so I got fired from that one, but I got the oh my god, um keep going doing what you're doing. Um I'm reading a uh, erotica one. Yeah. And they're loving it. So I'm like, okay, fine. That's it. That's why our can levels you give us are so like weird. like a little line, but maybe not from that book, but just like a little line of how you how you voice it. Give us a little sample. A little sample. You want a little sample? I wish I'm like I don't know if you guys like I want I want this to be a clip where it's just your face when when you just said right. a little sample because literally nothing about a little sample is sexy but the way yeah. you said it it's like oh yeah that's erotica yeah that's erotica well, that's, everybody that's actually that's actually not how I read it I read it like <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to have sex. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's a comedy erotica short story. Yes. It's like clown horns in the background when you climax. <laughs> honky, honky, honky. Okay. Um, Aisha, thank you. Thank you. What a fun thank, time, guys. Thank you for time. being here. Um, stay uh, with us for a bit. We will take the picture for the album art and we'll get, uh, we'll oh. say hello like normal people. There you go. Yeah, do that. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the face. <laughs> that's it, it what got pi- to a good place and then it got yeah. went past that. No, no, it's like a actually, that's that's the face I picture in the erotica. Yeah, that's yeah. The- <laughs> um, that's where the do people find Fabio, you online? Like the new Fabio, is yeah. Like, like, <laughs> um, it's the one-eyed monster, <laughs> which is what we call a penis. Are you yes? Circle, circle. Uh, Where do people find you? What do they do? People can find me on all the things at Aisha Alpha. A-I-S-H-A-A-L-F. Not T-H-A. Right. Uh, But yeah, yeah, my website, my Instagram, my Facebook, I think. I don't really know my Facebook because I don't use it anymore. But uh, my Twitter, it's all just my name. Very lucky in that way. Good job. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. You're the best. fun. You're the best. Um, Darcy, where do people find you? Monty Indercy on one of the things, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yes, Instagram. Uh, Defender on Twitter, but he doesn't go there anyway because he just lurks in the shadows. Elon Musk, um, shut it all down anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow me personally, I am at Hey It's TVA, including I now have it back TikTok. Oh, wow. Hey, it's TBA on TikTok. We're back. Some guy was sitting on it. I went and got it. However, there is, we are, um, I can't, I think it's Comedy Above the Pub on TikTok, and there's going to be some content going out there soon. Um, and there's another guy who just decided to sit on CATP Podcast, which is where we have Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, we've reported him. So if you want to do the same, help us out. Go to TikTok, find oh, the CATP Podcast guy. Oh, yeah, say, just hey, report him. And he's it, like, because literally he's got our logo very grainy. And no posts. So <laughs> what a fuck. I'm honored to be 
you know, poached like that, but fuck, <laughs> come on. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have some content coming up in the next little while, so make sure you uh, go out and enjoy that. Um, speaking of uh, CAPD... What is the name of this fucking thing? CATP <laughs> podcast. Um, you can uh, follow those all online, whatever you're listening to, whether it's uh, iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, Deezer, whatever it is, Spotify, whatever it is. You know the drill. Go to the go to the podcast thing. Give us a five star rating and talk shit about us in the commentary. Five stars. <laughs> talk shit about us in the commentary. Um, write them up. Sixth anniversary show. April 30th, Saturday, 7 p.m. at Comedy Bar. The lineup is finalized. Uh, we have five comics all doing comedy while my team of writers write roast jokes about everything is going on. Now, for the fifth anniversary, you might remember we did it online and we had Daniel Koenig as one of the writers and we had Jackie Cation uh, performing comedy on the show. Do we have them? No, they both are in L.A. and this is in Toronto, Jackass Live. <laughs> so this is what we're doing. Uh, we have the Battle of the Balazzo Brothers. That's right. Michael Balazzo will be performing live stand-up comedy while his brother, Terrence Balazzo, is writing roast jokes about him. It is the funnest show in T.O. If you want to see some Dirty Laundry aired, get your ass down to Comedy Bar, April 30th, 7 p.m. for our sixth anniversary show. It is the funnest show on the globe. Um, you know the drill as well. If you actually want, if you're listening to this and you want to see the video and see what this is all about, go to our Patreon, sign up, three bucks, boom, you're done. Three bucks a month and you get bonus extra content every single episode. Um, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of Aisha, the no longer erstwhile Darcy, and myself, when you listen to Cat P, you're in for a good time. Jimmy, you're always the podcast along with Bobby. Lately, lately, I find I rush. Can't piece together the sun and the sky of the spots on my face. 